Hello, I'm Marit Sneeman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Introducing you to a range of wellness professionals ready to inform and inspire. Today we're looking at adjusting to motherhood, an honest discussion. My guest is Gosha Scarrett from Nailsey in the UK, business and confidence coach and host of the Firestarter podcast show. Welcome, Gosha. I'm so pleased to have you here. Hi, Marit. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here and I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Yes. And to our listeners, after our conversation, Gosha will give us her three tips for new mums, and then it will be fun question time. Gasha, would you please tell us a little about yourself? Of course, yes. I am a mum of uh, 19 months old now, Olivia. I am also a coach, life and business coach. Um, when it comes to my work, I actually have been in business since 2015, started as a stylist and then move on to coaching, life coaching, business coaching. And um, that created in me that kind of deep sense that I, I really am a coach at heart. So that, that's been a big part of uh, what I have been doing. Um, well, aside from this, I am someone who I think I always identified myself as a go-getter, the make, make it happen person. But above all, something that has been always kind of driving force for me was the uh, sense of meaning. And um, that's been always important for me to do things that make a difference in the world that uh, empowers women, help them see and believe their worth so they can bring their inner fire to the world and shine. <laughs> that's been always kind of at heart uh, of what I do. Um, yes, I also have a fiancé. We live in UK, like you say. And I guess right now I'm at the stage where I'm kind of learning myself from start in a way, <laughs> because so, ma so many things uh, obviously have changed. Um, so yeah, I think I'm in the process of rediscovering myself uh, yet again, yet again in my life. Yes, That's how I would say. Mm. And You've mentioned a few points which show us what we're talking about today, and that is motherhood. You know, my children are in their early 30s, but to me, becoming a mum was the biggest change I ever experienced. And I'm sure many women can relate to talking about how motherhood changed their lives. So my first question is, what was your life like before you became a mum? So before becoming mom, I uh, I was a very much, like I mentioned, like go-getter person. So very much focused on my next goal, uh, next kind of thing to do, how to make difference. Uh, but it was very much achievement-driven, meaning-driven um, pursuit of happy happiness, let's call it. Uh, so lots of, obviously, free time, independence. I've been traveling um, with my partner, I've been kind of having really so much time to indulge in personal development. I even call myself personal development junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So 
I think at one point I just like I stepped into um, uh, entire like personal development area and it just dragged me in completely. I became so passionate about uh, like personal growth and hence I qualified as a coach and uh, public speaking also has been something that uh, set me on fire like absolutely nothing else. Uh, one of those moments in life that truly make you feel alive. So that that is something that I also discovered about my, myself. So I've been doing a lot of speaking, but really working, I would summarize it that I've been working in a um, female empowerment space um, and helping them see and believe they worth that that was the underlying threat. Yes, but I was a pretty much carefree person, really uh, positive egoist, like I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you experience your pregnancy? Pregnancy. Um, yeah, pregnancy actually was quite pleasant. Uh, it went smooth. I think towards the end, I remember that I was so, so heavy, <laughs> so big. Uh, my baby was born like uh, two weeks after the um, due date, let's call it. Um, but yeah, it was nice uh, time. And uh, I, feel, I felt very blessed. Uh, I really gave myself space and time to slow down not to even work much through that, uh, really, really embracing it, really enjoying it, uh, communicating with my baby, singing to her when she was in the belly, you know, mm-hmm. all the, uh, all, all. but I must say that I was, um, when it comes to like identity, I didn't really feel that I am a mother until she was born. Mm-hmm. So it's some, some months um, quite early already stepped into that feeling. I think I was just kind of exploring the entire kind of process and I think it was very gradual process of of connecting with with my baby and what's happening with my body uh but yeah I was absolutely enjoying it eating whatever I fancied <laughs> uh, I think I have good reflection now when when you ask me like mm. very pleasant time mm. Mm. now listening to your Firestarter podcast I learned a new word which is matrescence. What does matrescence hmm. mean? Well, matrescence is uh, really, it is a transition into motherhood and everything that involves, because when we become moms, we, if many things uh, really change um, when it comes to the transformation. So we think of elements like uh, emotional changes, uh, mental changes, uh, even like spiritual aspect, uh, social changes. And what I exactly mean by this is that, well, first of all, we experience different emotions, different feelings. One thing is hormones, but another thing is just, it's just the fact that you become mom very often comes with that sense of, um, it's called like push and pull. So maternal ambivalence. So on one hand, you feel that amazing love for your child. You want to spend time with them. You want to be best for them but at the exactly same time you want a time for yourself you want to back your independence you want to back your identity before uh, and you actually want to be away from them and have break from them and because it's happening at the same time it seemed to be initially very conflicting and it is kind of feeling that we did not experience before uh, but we experience as moms and and that's why it is it can be initially confusing and of course, you know, uh, all changes, we kind of lose our space, mental space, emotional space, everything, especially in early years, uh, days, years, uh, and weeks, we, uh, everything revolves around the baby. So 
also that is not something that we get used to. We used to have our independence. So suddenly put all our needs uh, on site. Uh, yeah, it is not something that we naturally did before. <laughs> mm. So that triggers also certain emotions, maybe in a kind of protest, like, <laughs> or at the same time, kind of thoughts that tells you that uh, actually, yeah, obviously that's important and that's what it is now. A lot, lot of conflicting thoughts, basically. So that mental uh, shift is one thing. Uh, like that identity, like I say, split. That here is you, the the new person who is becoming mom, um, and then there was you before. So you find yourself in I call it liminal space. There's the liminality element of it, what means that you are not the person you were, you were, and you are not kind of yet fully uh, mom. You are becoming mom. So th- that that is very interesting kind of place to be. Um, because you kind of, I call it like you find yourself like hanging in the air, like dangling in the air, somewhere mm. in between, not not really grounded in one place or another. Uh, yeah, so that that exploration in that time is quite interesting. That that is uh, one element. But also when it comes to social aspect, that's that's massive because your social identity also is changing, and matrescence is exploring that because your uh, how you relate to friends you, you used to have have changed especially those who don't have children and uh, how you want to spend time and how much time you have to spend that time with friends and in what ways is completely changed. Um, very often moms, including myself, I find uh, true that, well, you, you want more calm time because your day is full of so much noise and busyness and your baby is just like constantly you want to be around that, that you just want to actually spend time just with yourself more just to feel that silence um, rather than necessarily going out to more crowds. So I think obviously that's individual, but things like that really change. And social narrative is also massive because when we step uh, into motherhood, we rarely um, actually ask ourselves questions, what kind of beliefs I step into motherhood with? Meaning, what do I believe that a good mother is? Mm. And where do I get my assumptions from? Uh, Because when we step into motherhood, it's such an intense process that uh, from the start, we don't have time to uh, mental and emotional space to actually think about this because baby takes over. And during pregnancy, we also don't necessarily think about this because we are so consumed with uh, nurturing ourselves for pregnancy as well. And it's all about birth preparation and not about the postpartum, right? Mm. So um, so I think there's, there's a lot. And a matrescence is addressing all those changes, all, all the aspects uh, of also, you know, resilience and grace and how we uh, also the change of values. That, that's another aspect of identity that is changing. Yes, and we look we look a bit more closely at many of these things you mentioned. Let's talk about your journey of matrescence, the challenges and the joys. Would you agree, Gosha, that motherhood brings out the light as well as the shadow in a new mum? Yes. Yeah, that, that's uh, you, you're asking me. Uh, will, will I agree? <laughs> um, I absolutely agree. There, there is that duality. So there, there is obviously light, which is 
the enormous uh, the love, love that I truly uh, can say I have not experienced before. And as as new months, we always hear that. Wait till you have child, then you will know what the love is. Obviously, the advice or wisdom that um, is not always kind of welcome, but I must say that is very true for me. It is completely different level. It is very kind of spiritual. Uh, that's how I lo- look at this. Uh, it's, it's, it's just amazing to experience that. And it shifts life. It takes life to kind of different level. Um, I sometimes think that the light in motherhood is, is that motherhood is that catalyst to really help us find our true, true self, the true self that we've been always looking for. Uh, and motherhood becomes certain, yeah, catalyst for, for that. Um, so there, there is a lot of light, a lot of joy, even in everyday moments amongst, uh, busyness and, uh, tantrums. I think motherhood um, teaches us also mindfulness and capturing the small, essential, meaningful things throughout the day. Like, for example, um, how your little toddler is, is jumping or smiling or even falling and laughing and they don't mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the small micro moments that kind of teaches you so much about life, like relearning, relearning for me. That's how I see it, of those little experiences. Yeah, so lots of lots of joy and light, uh, and shadow. Obviously, shadow days, shadow at exactly the same time. Shadow, and uh, that often I think I link to mom burnout. So, uh, because when we are tired and overwhelmed, and we don't have mental and emotional space to even hear ourselves, and often uh, we suffer from insomnia or or our baby don't sleep, um, and all those things, uh, we don't even eat sometimes properly or may not have energy or may not have even energy for self-care sometimes, right? All of that obviously carries some sort of impact, uh, mental impact, because mind and body form a system. You you can influence one without impacting another. That means that in our head, as a um, certain shadow emotions like sadness or uh, loneliness or anger or resistance even sometimes, yeah? All those things just show up and inner critic as well and inner comparisons, especially when you, it's easy to, when you, when you are tired, just to browse your phone uh, on Instagram and, and sometimes see more pictures that are far from your reality. And I think all of that and all sometimes comments from your family that, uh, let's be honest, sometimes can be helpful and sometimes not. All those things, level of support you receive from your partner or not, um, I think that there, there is so much changes that just affect that shadow uh, being more prominent often, and it's 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 real. It's it's very real, and I think um, it's it's so much about starting here with with that compassion and uh, willingness to you know take care of ourselves and really taking care of that shadow with love. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's how I reflect on this. Yes, you see it in a very wise light, I think. When you look back, how did Olivia change your personal world? Oh, what a beautiful question. Um, how Olivia changed my personal world? Mm, I believe she, it's almost like she opened up some kind of door 
I did not see it was door to my soul a bit because, you know, she kind of challenged uh, because she is that catalyst for the challenging, you know, that shadow in me, but also showing me light. It kind of helps me re-examine um, my identity again and, and who I am, but but on a more spiritual level, I must say, yes. Yeah? So it's more like helping me connect um, maybe more or in a different way with uh, my heart, with my soul, with what's really uh, important. So that personal world, uh, I would say, links a lot to yeah, my um, my heart, my my soul in me, not my mind that much. Mm. Yeah, so she opens up a new. Um, <laughs> it's very difficult actually to explain because I'm trying to answer as you you as you ask me, but um, yeah, that's how I call it. It just opens you up more to yourself, to your yes. soul. I think talking about the the heart and the soul puts it in a in a lucid perspective. And then how did she change your world in terms of work? Um, in terms of work? Yes. Uh, you know what? Yes, I think, uh, yeah, and, and, and another shift actually as well. So motherhood really shifted my idea, my identity. But I, what I've noticed that I've disconnected actually from what I have been doing before. Uh, and also the, the the kind of way I was. So what has not changed is who I am at my core, because I always look at identity as a not how I am or how I do things or what I do, but in terms of like who I am at my core. And I am unchanged when it comes to being uh, caring, loving, trustworthy, compassionate, um, sensitive person. That That is my core. Core identity is there, but what, what changed is just maybe the way that how uh, and what, yeah? So the way I I show up uh, in the world, I feel that I show up in a more gentle way, more gentle to myself, uh, more gentle to other people as well, uh, with more understanding, with more um, humility. I think that that's an uh, element of being humble. That is something that I see, but you ask about work and, and, and I think, yeah, I just disconnected from, from what I have been doing or, or the way I, I've been showing up, like very much goal oriented, uh, even in business, even in doing really um, meaningful things. Yes. Empowering people and stuff. But just the way was very much uh, like a, as a business owner, you you often still have targets. You often, uh, you know, you need to sell or, or all those things. And I think that was me being such a masculine energy. I think that is the keyword change mm-hmm. that I stepped more into feminine, but the, into feminine energy I didn't know before. And I, I genuinely think that this this is exactly what's what's happening to me because sometimes as moms it's was difficult to pinpoint what is happening to me because practically every single mother I speak to on my podcast as well say that they uh, left their previous career, they d- disconnected that initial months after giving birth, they would uh, just uh, literally uh, be on autopilot and go back to this work and, and operate like they used to in the, in the masculine, next promotion, next career, next this. 
And then at one point, it hits them that this is not days that we have been living in the world that we internalize masculine as women, but we have always been women with the, our feminine. And we didn't give enough of kind of attention and space for that feminine. So now when the motherhood is showing us the road to feminine, it seemed to be unfamiliar. And that's what probably is happening, that we swim in that unfamiliar feminine waters and we want to learn that again, but it's, it's, it's different energy, so different to masculine. And I think my work and everything still was in masculine vibe because although it was doing soft things in terms of, uh, you know, inspiration coaching, it was in a masculine rhythm. Uh, whereas now is is different because now I don't want that masculine rhythm anymore or I want less of this. I want to an honor and embrace feminine. And I think that's what I find very beautiful about motherhood, that it shows you, it shows you the way. It invites you. It invites you to take this road and um, really discover discover yourself differently. And that's why it is more true. And that's why I said at the beginning that I think motherhood is teaches, teaching me to be more true to myself because what I considered to be true me before, actually it wasn't, yeah? Because now I see what I didn't see before. I think it's very, very profound and I'm obviously exploring this, but um, that work element is, is very prominent. I, I see different energies and I'm not surprised actually when I'm talking about this, I'm not surprised that I, I feel disconnected because it's not uh, the change maker work that I feel disconnected from. Is the energy surrounding that work is operating in too much masculine that was never really mine, although I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's absolutely interesting journey. And now, hence also the podcast, I thought that I wanted more of a weaver energy, not the the archer. Uh, I, I compare it, yeah. Mm. So there's archery as a discipline where, where it's all about looking at the target, being tense and shooting to, to the right point. It's different energy, and that's the masculine energy. I'm talking about the energy of weaving when you have thread, which, which is like a dance going in and out, and threads of different colors and uh, allowing more, more freedom, more just more flexibility. It's a completely different energy when you compare those two things. Uh, if you pursue archery as a hobby versus if you uh, if you do weaving, it's completely different. So I'm I'm stepping more into that uh, weaving vibe and kind of learning this different way. And hence, uh, yeah, when it comes to work, what changed is that I started to look more at my family goals as well. Family in terms of like what we as a unit actually need right now. And I actually started the business project with my uh, boyfriend's business. Uh, what are marketing, but it is in different contexts. It is in the context of like family kind of project. And then as a passion project, I have a podcast, my own podcast, where I can invite guests and indulge in beautiful conversations. And uh, right now it really creates good harmony. Um, so that has changed. <laughs> it's a big topic, actually, yeah. I also hear a lot of fluency in your world. You mm. know, there's a lot of flow, mm. actually, things being allowed to change. Yes, 
yes, definitely. I think I've opened myself. Like before, I would be very. It had it had to be very like structured plan as well, and I think in motherhood that's another thing that motherhood is teaching you, uh, that you allow a little bit more mess, a little bit more unknown, mm. a little bit of more chaos. You you just allow that, and that's nothing more than actual that feminine again, uh, because feminine by nature is more chaotic, more flowing, more you know. Um, and, and masculine is obviously more structured, more on a point, more this, more that. Of course, we need both to have good balance. But I think, um, I think too often it is that we, we live in constant motion, but inside we feel frozen. And that comes from living in the energy that, that's not ours. Yeah, I think I, I have less, um, I allow for more. I allow for more of universe to just like showing me the way or, or, or happen more intuition as well. Yeah. I just allow it, it is the mode of allowing rather than controlling. Indeed. Now I'd like us to talk about one aspect of identity and maybe you can talk from your own experience and that is self-worth. You said that you now tend to be more gentle with yourself and I know there are many mums who actually get more strict with themselves. Uh, you also talked about being a good mum. I think it, it has to do with that. Could you talk about how the issue of self-worth has been showing up in your matrescence journey? Oh, wow. A great, another great question. Yes, yes. It is a, it is a process because... You see, I've been uh, on a self-worth journey for years before becoming mom. And um, when becoming mom, I had to kind of learn that yet again, in a way, but <laughs> in a different way. So basically, when we become moms, we don't even realize that we actually step into motherhood with some sort of uh, assumptions on what good mom is. So intellectually, I actually knew that, oh, mom guilt, that's not me. I don't have problem with this. I stand in my way. I embrace my way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But motherhood showed me that emotionally there is a mismatch. So there is intellectual understanding uh, that, for example, it's okay to parent your way. It's okay to show them uh, like screen if you need to because... Obviously, that's your unique baby. It's okay to, I don't know, do whatever uh, you want with, with your child based on, obviously, because your child is unique. And all those things, advice and stuff that you kind of take it as or embrace it um, and, and standing in your own way, that, you know, you have that confidence. But at the same time, you start to notice that, oh, if I know it, but still feel kind of guilty, mm, where is that coming from? And then that emotional aspect comes from those ingrained, internalized, subconscious beliefs that we carry it all, all of us have been carrying out from, from culture, from parents, societal narrative, right? And then you realize that, gosh, I actually uh, feel um, some sort of like, or I feel suddenly that... Um, gosh, I, I don't feel actually worthy anymore or confident. Where is that gone? Me, me, someone who, is, who has been always <laughs> so confident and teaching others and helping others with this. 
it basically, yeah, I think it, it links to, so one thing is that societal narrative that you didn't know you actually internalized. Because when I did that simple exercise uh, and wrote uh, on my notes on uh, iPhone, a good mom is a mom who, and then I listed who what, and listed all those automatic thoughts that come out of me. And I could see it, and I could see how many of, of those thoughts are absolutely untrue, but it is those thoughts that actually have been driving my my feelings of less, my feelings of guilt, mm. uh, yes? So it is still there, and we don't even realize that, you know, we still kind of run, run through it, and it's all about f- simple exercises like this, first seeing it, and then deciding which one do I not want to measure myself against or through in motherhood? Um, so, for example, initially I felt bad about uh, like TV screen, uh, that no matter what, this should be unknown, like no matter what. And then, then I had to kind of challenge the narrative that, oh gosh, I didn't realize that I actually associate this with being not good enough mom. That if I actually... I don't know, give my child sweets or whatever, then that actually in my mind was that, gosh, the good mom would not do that. Or mm. why my house needs to be clean? Why I spend so much time cleaning instead of giving more time to my child at one point? And I was thinking, gosh, well, I took it from home. I remember my mom doing everything around the house. That's one thing. Uh, I never remember her, her really having enough time for herself. And also the narrative that, well, a good enough mom on my list here is a mom who keeps the house tidy, is the mom <laughs> who cooks, who bakes, who nurtures, who smiles, who doesn't get angry, uh, who doesn't do this and that, who is making sandwiches for her husband in the middle of night when he gets up for work. You know, all those things, like, <laughs> which which I just kind of sounds like, oh my God, like I, I didn't even know that I, I've internalized certain things that again, intellectually, you know that this is bullshit, but actually emotionally, you still act from that place, that that place. Um, and I think it is so true, true for so many moms. So that's why the mom guilt, for example, is such a, also such a construct, but but this also comes comes to the, the certain structures that have been set up from start, that then have been challenged in feminism and stuff. But I think uh, there is still a lot, especially a lot of conversation about revelaging uh, and the fact that we have never been meant to raise families in a single household. That's not how it was. And right now it is very isolated experience. Uh, obviously not mentioning even COVID, how difficult that must have been. Mm. So things really got... Um, more difficult and I, I like to go in circles sometimes but going back to that work uh, all that that I just mentioned impact your confidence because you you stay at home you know you kind of disconnected from a career that's already drops something in your, your your confidence and you identified yourself a lot with what you were doing for other people and how helpful you were in my case so I think that lack of confidence and, and self-work comes mainly from the fact that you that your life is completely changed and looks completely different. So what you were doing and how you were living life um, 
is is completely different, and that created such a fundament of your identity before. And on the top of this, obviously, societal narrative and stuff. Still, there is a lot of room to improve. Still, is not that helpful. And uh, and of course, uh, also relationships at home with your partner that plays such a massive role, doesn't it? Because uh, the level of appreciation and honoring and acknowledgement you receive or not from your partner, from someone who is just there, obviously with you sharing this experience, impacts massively on your worth and how you see yourself, you know, your self-image, yes? So, yeah, so that has been definitely a, a process of challenging many norms, me and my partner and people around me just had and and finding ways of uh, rebuilding it by setting certain boundaries and uh, more than anything, just talking openly about, about that, not being afraid of talking that you feel bad, that you feel sad, that you feel so lonely or that looking after baby is so boring. Just naming it as it is. I think that in itself helped me actually regain confidence and worth back because for me, uh, acknowledging my feelings is acknowledging my worth. If I deny myself right to say out loud how I feel, it's like I deny myself part of me. So that's been, I think, main thing that enabled me to rebuild um, that self-esteem. Yeah. I so appreciate all these points you've mentioned. I think for a new mum, you know, maybe to listen to that again and just listen to the exercise one can do about on a good mum is someone who dot 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 and mm. then and then especially what you said now about denying yourself the freedom to express your feelings may be denying yourself your worth i think that could help anyone not only new mums but i think anyone in in any phase of life so thank you for that Sure. <laughs> Gosha, were there any specific ways that helped you find your balance in this new role as a mum? You know what? I actually don't, don't necessarily like or use the word balance because to me, balance imposes some equal distribution and proportion to achieve equilibrium. Whereas um, I use the word that is more feminine for me, which is harmony. Because harmony is about achieving wholeness and completeness rather than even, you know, proportion, proportionate yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, balance. Yes, so I, I use harmony. So for me, for me, staking looks like the uh, birds I look really at the important areas of my life now as a mom, which are different to those that were important before becoming mom. Um, so definitely family. So looking at creating harmony between um, family, my business project, my passion project, my like relaxed time, uh, some adventure. So those, those things uh, are now kind of present in my life. And just like balance would impose maybe equally having some sort of balance. For me, the harmony is more about I can be out of balance with something and still achieve wholeness and completeness. So that's how I look at this. So for example, I may have less adventure in my life, which is obviously important, uh, but I 
have more, uh, I am kind of more fulfilled when it comes to passion projects, for example. Mm. Uh, and that creates harmony that works for me. I feel complete. I don't have to have at this stage more of uh, adventure to feel fully happy. Yes. So I think harmony just enables you to actually be out of balance, but in a good way, not in a bad way. Uh, yes. Um, so I think that's how I, if that makes sense, that's how I look at this. Yeah. So when it comes to achieving this, I guess it's just f- first identifying really how much I actually need. So if I see that, gosh, I, I have been really sleeping bad because, my, for example, my baby in the first month, uh, she started to sleep through the night. And I remember I had insomnia. So I didn't sleep and she slept. Mm. The biggest paradox ever. <laughs> Um, and it's been caring for, for long. Uh, now it's all right. I don't have that problem. But it's just recognizing that, uh, well, you don't sleep well or you like go to sleep too late, for example. And then seeing how you show up next day and seeing that over like even one week or two, it creates massive difference. It's just like thinking like, you know what, that, um, let's say, rest time or the, yeah, that sleep time is so important. Like I, I will prioritize this now because that will help me then achieve more harmony with, with other things. Or like even take family time. Again, just like for me, the balance was that or the harmony that uh, previously she was one day a week at Chagmanders. And I knew and I felt that this is not enough for me. I need more time for myself or more time away from her in a way because it's just too much and I create some sort of resistance and I am overwhelmed and I don't want that. So then as a family, we sat and we think, okay, how can we do it the best? So so it works for family, for our kind of goals. And and then uh, we came up with that solution, yes, that works well. So I think it's it's, um, definitely... In, in achieving that harmony, the communication with, with your partner is, is crucial because uh, in our case, we don't have a uh, sort of family support network except just two of us carry an entire load of parenting. So it's a lot. So without that communication and being on the same page, I think it, it will be really, really difficult to to achieve that harmony. So I think that's important. Yeah, so I think I think that's that's how I look at this mm. um, overall. I love the principle of harmony. I think it's mm. much more flexible, as you said, than talking about balance. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That word harmony came to me long, long time ago when I started business, and I remember I had coach, and she asked me about something I would like to achieve when it comes to like balance or how I see it, and I remember that. You know what I really, really want in life? For me, oh, that was a question about what success is mm-hmm. for you. And that definition for us is really changing. But even then, I remember saying that, you know what, harmony. I just want to have harmony in life. Um, and that idea of what harmony is, like before becoming mom, uh, has changed when I compare to what it is now. I mean, different Areas on my life, well, obviously, are now components of that harmony. That that's what I mean, because obviously the life is different. Mm, mm. <laughs> the needs have changed, so I base that harmony on what are my key areas in my life right now that are important to me, and what are my needs. Uh, because I won't cry if I don't have more adventure now, but I definitely care about that passion project, for example, a lot, and also about contributing to family life. Yeah, so. 
you prioritize, uh, but still feel whole and complete within your kind of harmony wheel, let's call it. Now you need to tell us more about that passion project, the Firestarter Mum Find Your Inner Fire and Shine podcast. Oh, yes, yes, that is definitely a soul project. Um, so I have set up a Firestarter Mum podcast out of the cravings of my soul, I would say. Um, because I felt disconnected from what I was doing as a coach. And I still needed to maintain that fire. I still needed something that helps me think that I do something meaningful uh, because that's been so important. In human design, I am a fire starter, I mean, manifester. And those are the people who love starting new things, who, uh, who have that change-making spirit at heart. And that is something that didn't go away at no point. I actually felt that in motherhood, I need that for myself to feel more empowered, to uh, just uh, feel alive. Because I think at one point I, f- I felt I felt like I was grieving myself before, you know, that however it sounds, but that I died inside in a way because that was goodbye to my previous self. So I think that podcast was just a way of uh, awakening my soul back or feeling in life or also just honoring myself and my needs. Uh, also, I do it for mental health because, you know what, one thing is self-care, but even in the self-care, we, we there is emotional self-care, yes? There is mental self-care. There is physical self-care. Uh, there is uh, like social self-care, yeah? So, so we care of, of ourselves like on different levels in different ways. So podcast is just a way of uh, showing myself that self-care, practicing self-care because I give my soul something that helps it feel alive. And I also uh, indulge in wonderful conversations with people I would not have a chance to speak to. I have as my guests and that's wonderful. Many of my guests are moms who are working in the motherhood support space, so helping other moms, and also also guests who just inspire and empower moms in big ways to find their voice, to share their message, uh, to believe in themselves, to to just be more true selves uh, on their terms. Yeah, so <laughs> that is uh, that is definitely something that uh, sets me on fire these days. Mm. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And what is the reaction to your podcast so far? I mean, it's good. The audience is definitely growing. Normally, I invite guests by looking at inspiration from Instagram or reading books and then inviting guests. But what is beautiful thing actually about this, something that changed for me, is that this is a passion project. This is not a business project. And I think that is something as business owners, we often, often fall into that trap that actually we live also in society where they say that people just don't have hobbies anymore because they want to turn every single hobby or interest into business. And then business becomes the result-based activity rather than a pure joy and you're just focusing on the process. True. Yeah, absolutely. So I I genuinely see it as a passion project, something that I had problem with before becoming mom. And I think that's the beauty of it, that mm. I genuinely love interesting, inquisitive, introspective conversations. And I'm very interested in people. 
So podcast give me opportunity to, to do that. And then it opens up so many ideas for the future, maybe creating some, you know, public speaking events with guests or live podcast shows or whatever it is. But I think just having a network of people who are just uh, like your tribe is so, so rewarding and just makes me happy. Yeah, it's growing. It's good. <laughs> I wish when I when I were younger and I had my kids that I could have heard some of those conversations because they really help. Mm. That's lovely. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important because, uh, like I mentioned before, is motherhood can be such an isolated experience, and it's so important to get brave to to talk to people and um, to connect because. I, I think we, we got in a stage that it's so easy to send, obviously, email text messages and stuff, and absolutely nothing will replace that human conversation and the insights that other person can share with you, the experience. It can be so enlightening, and it's just absolutely priceless. Um, so I'm a big advocate of that, really. But thankfully, there are many podcasts, like you are podcasts as well, and it's just like so many opportunities to, yeah, to get the message shared, to, yeah, just can inspire your audience and bring more value. I think it's is um, it's really beautiful process and a nice way to really make a difference. Yeah. Quick note on what I do and why I do it. I'm a content entrepreneur creating podcasts and articles for my own platform and for various magazines and digital platforms. My weekly podcast episodes and the articles on my website focus on emotional health, parenting, love relationships and the life challenges we all face. Each episode and article features a therapist, coach or other wellness professional so you can get to know them and find an expert who will resonate with you should you need one. After all, online therapy and coaching means we can connect across continents. Don't forget the up close and personal articles on my website which offer you a peek at the person behind the expert. If you're a wellness expert who'd like to be featured on my platform, just click on services on my website and then send me an email. Now, back to my guest. Gasha, where can listeners learn more about your work and where can they find your podcast? My podcast uh, is called Firestart Mom. It is on Apple Podcast or Spotify and uh, Amazon Music. And also I have community for that podcast on Instagram, which is at firestartermum. Uh, you can also find me uh, on Instagram at Carrot as a host of that podcast and find out a bit more about what I've been up to in my coaching work. Yeah, hmm. I'm going to put the details, these details in the podcast notes. So if anyone is listening, maybe in the car and they can't get it now, they can just go to the podcast notes and the information will be there. And I'll also put a link to your website in the podcast notes. Oh, yes, yes. 
Yes, please. That's koshascarrot.com. Now it's time for your three tips for new mums. Yes. So with those three tips, I already created a teaser by, mm-hmm. by what I said before. My tips are just a reflection of what I found to be uh, very important on that journey so far. And if I was speaking to mom who is at the beginning of that journey, that's what I would say. So first thing is start a conversation. Get brave to connect with other moms and find your own tribe. I find this really important because it's so so important to have like-minded moms who go through the same, who you can share your deepest secrets with uh, so that you feel more adequate and seen and heard. This is absolutely priceless on the journey of motherhood. When I became mom, I was going to so many groups and in many of them, I could not kind of connect with many moms because it was so... There was no enough space or time to be really authentic in a way. I mean, there was just a talk about nappies and and naps. uh, That was never something that, uh, like, I always wanted something deeper. I wanted to talk about the process of of what's happening, about emotions, just being myself. And I think so many moms secretly want that, but there is no space for that or no people who are ready to listen or are ready to also, also be open. So um, I feel it all starts with that brave conversation. Uh, if no one is doing this, you, you start. It will help so many moms feel, feel more adequate because often we feel that personal inadequacy, it comes because we are the only ones experiencing the shadow or we may not enjoy motherhood or we have bad moments and we think that we are not good enough moms or that's only us and other moms are better. They are not. We all are absolutely all have that shadow and have more or less moments of that we don't enjoy it. We don't want this, but at the same time we want this. <laughs> like I said, it's like normal. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start a conversation, absolutely. Um, and uh, second thing, validate yourself. Yeah. So I mentioned that what you feel matters and is really valid. So it's just embracing vulnerability again. And because by being real and open with your feelings, you validate yourself. And I think, I didn't even realize when sharing those tips now that I already kind of said that, <laughs> uh, but it is about self-worth, you know. Mm. It is by validating yourself, you actually giving yourself that worth back in your eyes. You really honor yourself and your experience. Give yourself that um, sense of compassion and love for yourself. Because that's what it is. Validating yourself is loving yourself. And third thing is be be a friend to yourself, which is similar, but is about kindness. Is about looking at your day and thinking how much empathy, how much compassion and good word I gave myself. It's not about going to walk in the park um, and, and expecting that suddenly we feel magically better. I think it's about constant practice, uh, but I think it starts from the being friends. Yeah, so the quality of kind thoughts that you have in your mind. Yeah, mm. thinking more kinder, more caring, less judgmental. Yeah, but that's what friend does. Yeah, friend is the to tell you, to support you, to also be honest with yourself, but just inspire you in a way that you don't feel worse, but you feel actually somehow better about yourself. 
And I think it's important to be that person for yourself, especially in those lonely moments, uh, moments full of overwhelm. Uh, I think that that that's the key. That's what I would say to moms. Start a conversation, validate yourself and be a friend to yourself. Thank you, Gosha. Are you now ready for your fun question? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to a fantasy world, so you needn't be practical. If you could now snap your fingers and have a wonderful pair of shoes land in your lap, what would they look like and what would you use them for? <laughs> wow, that's a very cool, fun questions, And I, I already laugh because because of what I have seen in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, f f the pair of shoes, some absolutely cool, trendy pair of trainers. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like not even classic or anything like this, but there, there, is, there was just very fashionable element to it. Maybe a little bit a thicker um, kind of like bottom thing, but white with some black bits. Mm. Uh, but trainers. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> see trainers. I think that's very insightful, actually. <laughs> but I think uh, I think it may represent a lot, actually, like um, yeah, that new lifestyle. But not the one that is complacent, that is like uh, just uh, just give up. But it's like almost like uh, uh, embracing, embracing new comfort, still feeling cool, yeah, still feeling mm. cool, but comfortable and um, and. And trendy, so not out of date, not at all. You know, uh, I would say, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and ready for action, it sounds to me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Ready to, yeah, I think that's a very good connection, Mariette, yeah. Ready for action. <laughs> Thank you, Gosha, for speaking with such honesty about your experience of motherhood, which I think so many people can relate to. Thank you. Oh, that's been a pleasure. And I love those conversations and I appreciate, yeah, that you created space for this. Thank you. And to our listeners, it was good of you to join us. I'd love you to subscribe to this podcast series and rate it where you download your podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. You're welcome to go to my website www.marietsneiman.co.za for this episode's podcast notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on love and intimacy, parenting, emotional health and managing life's challenges. To follow me on Facebook, just search for Marietz Neiman Journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled hosted and edited by me, and the music is by Mart-Marie Catch you next Tuesday at 9 